Welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl with a Bible. I am truly so excited to be back. I feel like this week has just been nonstop. I went to New York this week and yeah, here we got baby Talus. He's getting so big, you guys. Look, he's going to grow up with us. Um, I went to New York this week which was an amazing experience. I love New York City, um, and I got to do an audition there, which we will talk about a little bit later in this episode. Um, I had a choir event on Thursday and Friday after I got back from New York, and then yesterday was Saturday, and it was just go, go, go. Today's Sunday, and I had an amazing service at church. Um, on top of having an amazing church service, we um, we got a lot of stuff done today. We got some laundry going, which I do have to put away still, but it's in it's it's there. It's done. It will be put away. I've usually gotten better. I've gotten better at putting away my laundry after I do it. <laughs> um, usually because I need to like get it done. Um, what? else um I don't really have a lot of homework to do because I got all of that done so it's a lot of like busy work you know to get done but I realized that I haven't sat down and recorded an episode and I didn't want to fake something that's that's what was kind of on my mind this week and I'm sorry if you hear my cat crying in the background because he is crazy Toulouse come here Come here, baby. Yeah, come here. Oh my goodness. He likes to jump in the trash can, by the way. He likes to jump in the trash. So we had to move the trash, and now he's mad that we moved the trash. How do you guys like this new setup, by the way? I know I'm getting off like topic, and we're gonna get into it, but like, this new setup's actually really cute, and I like it. I feel like it's like, it's it's calming and I feel like if I get like a chair like right here you know what I'm saying and then I'm like just I feel like that'd be good I like this um this is better than what I was expecting it to look like I was like I gotta sit down I gotta record this because I got a good message put on my heart today I feel like throughout the week I was trying to figure out okay when can I record an episode to post it by Sunday at seven um and I just couldn't find the time I feel like and I'm I'm also gonna be very honest I have not um, really sat down and studied my Bible this week like I usually do. I, usually every night or every morning I sit down with my Bible and I read a story, I read a chapter, I read something. Um, and I really like sit down and I dissect it. I have not done that this week and it's, you know, I'm guilty of that. Um, and I feel like that's also why I didn't have a genuine message for you guys today because I haven't been doing what I've been asking you guys to do. Um, and it's hard to expect us to be able to do that all the time. But I feel like I was doing so well with it. That when I wasn't sitting there and reading my Bible and talking to God. I felt really empty. Um, so I didn't want to sit here and fake praise. I didn't want to sit here and fake a message. And you know just like give you what I think you would want to hear. I want to give you something that's truly from the Lord because this podcast is not for me. It's not for me to become famous. It's not for me to have any of these things. Where is my baby? Baby. It's for me 
to be used as a vessel to emphasize the importance of God's word, to teach God's word, to give people an opportunity to learn about God's word, which I wish that I had when I was fresh and I was new in faith. Um, so I didn't want to fake the praise. Actually, I'm going to put this right here. So I feel like I'm not like, these are my notes for today, by the way. And I took all these notes during church. So I think one of my biggest things was I just, I don't want to get on here and what? Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Talusha's going to join us. Come here, baby. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> He's crazy. Why are you crazy? He's having zoomies right now. I'm going to let him go. Um, but one thing I didn't want to do, like creating a podcast was I don't want to just sit here and recite everything that I remember from service. I don't want to just like repeat that to you guys, but I feel like you know, doing that every once in a while may be nice because some of us don't go to church or, um, you know, it was brought to my attention that most people like don't really like have a good church environment. So they don't get a lot out of their church experience. Um, so sitting here and, you know, talking to you about what I learned in church, especially if it was speaking to me, I feel like getting my perspective on that. And then also seeing like, um, how God's going to use this message in my life and how I'm going to speak it to you guys is completely different than just reciting something. So I feel like this was an instance where I was like, okay, I was so stressed about, okay, what am I going to talk about? I need to sit down and record this episode because I don't want to, you know, um, like what if this is your only vessel of learning about God? I don't want to take that away from you. So I decided, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk about my notes today. And I, I knew I was when I was at church and I was writing these things down. And I was like, I got to talk about this on the podcast because it's so good. And there was so much I wanted to say. Like, this is for my fellow churchgoers or like maybe not even churchgoers. Maybe just people who like like to speak their mind. But if there's ever a time in church where the pastor says something or like he, um, like my pastor, he'll, he'll say something good or I'll be in youth and they'll be talking about a topic. And then like... I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could just get up there and say how I'm feeling. I could say what the Lord has in my heart. I want to share what the Lord has in my heart, but I'm not going to take away that spotlight from the person that God has granted it to, right? So I feel like that's how I was feeling today when I was writing down my notes. So I'm just going to kind of take you through my day um, that I had while I was at church. Um, so my best friend Christiana and my dad went with me to church today and it seemed like it was just gonna be chill normally like church like we get there like a little late we get there a little late um I was running a little later than usual so I was already stressed I was like oh my gosh I'm already late to church and I felt so bad I was like no I can't be late to church like this is not what I was planning um so late to church but then we got there and they were praising and then our pastor was like, because um, we have like altar workers, people who like pray over other people, um, just different things like that. Um, I don't even know how one becomes an altar worker, to be completely honest. But there are people that are within the church that usually pray over us or, you know, they're spiritual warriors. They really, really are. And I love them to death. So um, he's like, can our altar workers go and find somebody that you feel like God is telling you to go pray for and go and put your hands on them and pray for them or speak to them. Let God use you to speak his goodness. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm 
praying and then I'm seeing all these altar workers going to people and I was like, you know what? I don't think an altar worker is going to come to me. And I feel like, like in my mind, I was like, I feel like I kind of need it. <laughs> I feel like I kind of need something to be prayed over me. Like I knew I needed to be prayed over. I knew I needed something in my life because it was like, um, the message was, okay, if you're seeking something, if you feel like you're lacking something, um, the altar worker is going to come and pray over what you're, you know, lacking. And I was sitting there and I was like, well, I hope an altar worker doesn't really come to me because I don't know what to say. Like genuinely, I knew like my relationship with God was kind of like, like it was kind of tense at that moment because I was sitting there and I was praising. But then at the same time, I was like, God, I haven't been spending a lot of time with you this week. So I don't even know what I really need. I feel like I'm content with pretty much everything I got, you know, like I, I'm, I'm okay I know I need something though. Like something in my spirit is telling me I need something, but I don't know what it is. Um, and I'm just sitting there and I'm praying, you know, the altar workers are finishing up their prayers and you know, the, the music and the choir is going wild. And then, um, Leslie, our pastor's wife, um, comes up to me and puts her hands on me and just like literally holds me in her arms and is telling me that, you know, God is not done with me. He is going to use me as a vessel and she's speaking wisdom into my life. And it's crazy. You're going to hear later, like later on, we talked about wisdom as well. We talked about King Solomon and all of that and his, how we asked for wisdom. And I was like, I didn't know what I needed, but God knows what we need. I didn't know why I was feeling empty when I walked in there. I didn't know why I was feeling empty this week or why I was feeling stressed or overwhelmed, but God knew he knew what I needed. And he spoke through Leslie to pray over me and to grant me peace. He granted me peace by using somebody else. And I think that's why it's so important that myself and that you are listening to this podcast and that you are learning about God so that you can be that sense of hope for somebody else that God can use you now. And he can say, okay, I'm going to use you to help others. And that doesn't mean that we still don't need help. I feel like for the past few weeks, I'm like, okay, like I've, I've become a warrior myself. I become a prayer warrior myself, but that doesn't mean that sometimes we don't need somebody to pray over, over us. That doesn't mean that we don't need God anymore. It just means that we're able to help others who are um, struggling to um, find what they're searching for to, um, you know, when people come together, when more, two or more people come together and pray, the spirit is automatically more powerful. And I feel like I was just praying over myself in that moment and then having somebody else confirm that I needed something, but telling me and, and really just reinforcing what I was feeling confused about, I immediately felt at peace. And, you know, it made me just want to go through the day um, with so much more, like, joy because I feel like I just been thinking okay well once I'm done with church I got an appointment and then after my appointment I'm gonna go home and do my laundry and then I'm gonna go do this and this and this and this and this and that's not okay <laughs> that's not okay because I need to be enjoying the moment with God I need to be enjoying the praise with God and that completely took me away from my own mind and my own thoughts and brought me back into realizing I'm literally in the presence of God right now. So let me dwell in his presence. Are you dwelling in his presence? Are you dwelling in his presence enough 
to accept what he's trying to give you? Or are you just dwelling in it a little bit so that you can feel that temporary satisfaction? Because temporary satisfaction can still come from us just praising God, but we're not receiving anything from that. We're not receiving what God is trying to put in us. We're just kind of, okay, God, thanks for listening. Gotta go, right? So I needed that more than anything today. Um, and then church kept going. Um, we were talking about giving and originally, okay, it sounds so bad, okay? But usually I love to give to the church. I really do. Every single week I try to give something. And um, I was working this past um, this past weekend and I was like, okay, I'm going to give the church like 15, 20 bucks because I still have to go pay for my lashes and get gas and all this other stuff. Um, but then after that moment, I was like, I'm going to give the Lord. And I know a lot of people think it's like, oh, well, you're giving the church that money. No, I'm giving this to the Lord. I'm giving my financial security to God. I'm saying, Lord, use this to help the church reach more people. Use this to keep the church going. Not so that they can pay off people working there. So that they can, if they are paying off the people working there with our money, that's okay. Because those people are bringing and allowing his presence to be in that space. And God, I asked him, I was like, use me. But how is he supposed to use me if I'm only giving him a little chunk? I'm being greedy. I was being greedy with my money. And he was like, girl, I wouldn't... I gave you all these experiences. I, I told you I got you and you're still going to be shallow and stingy with me. And I said, no, God, no, I'm not. He called me out real quick. And especially after getting that prayer from Leslie, I took all of the cash I had in my purse, which was $50. I grabbed my cash and I put it in there with no regrets. No regrets at all. Because I knew that God was going to use that. For a greater good. My lashes can wait. My gas could wait. My groceries could wait. But I got all three of those things still. Because God is good. God is good. And if we continue to be greedy. Then. God isn't going to trust us with the next blessing. He isn't going to grant us with that next blessing. That we've been asking him for. Because we're being stingy. With the blessings that he's provided us. So I'm going to bring us to a story. That we talked about today in church. And it's a story of a rich businessman. And a really wealthy fisherman. So you have a. The, you have the fisherman. He finished his fishing for the day. He caught all the fish that he needed. And then he's playing. He's playing with like a, a child. He's playing with a child. And you know he's he's just genuinely Oh, that's my cat. I was like, why did I hear something? He's generally just enjoying life with his son or his daughter. I don't remember if he had a girl or a boy there. And then you have the businessman approach the fisherman. And the businessman is like, why aren't you fishing? And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done fishing for today. I caught all the fish that I, needed, that I needed to catch. And he's like, well, why don't you go out there and catch some more fish? And he's like, well, why do I need more fish? What am I going to do with it? He's like, sell it, sell it so that you can get a bigger boat. 
And then once you get the bigger boat, you can catch even more fish. And then when you get even more fish, you can get a better net so that you can catch more fish and become wealthier. And then after that, you can even buy two or three boats so that you're running a bigger um, business. And you would think like most people would be like, oh, wow, like, you know, he's kind of smart for that, right? Like he's going to go out there. He's going to get that money. He's going to go get that money. He's going to go, um, you know, just keep hustling. He's, he's got this hustler mindset and the really wealthy fisherman is like, but I, I am already rich. I'm already rich. I'm happy. I'm content. The businessman is not happy or content because he's, constantly going after the next thing again going after the next thing and I talked about this in last week's episode going after the next thing going after another um accomplishment isn't bad but we're never fully content or at peace with our lives and God didn't create us to be that way he gave us a purpose on this life and he gave us this purpose so that we could use it for his good not that so we could go keep getting wealth and riches and materialistic things and that's what this generation wants this generation all this generation wants is materialistic things that are going to just give us temporary satisfactions when in reality all of us are trying to be like rich businessmen who have this hustler mindset to keep going and keep getting them bands but the really wealthy fisherman is wealthy and not rich because he is filled with the spirit he's filled with content in his life because he happy I have heard so many stories from my family from my father when he said he's like you know I grew up in a small house we had like two bedrooms and we were cramped in this little house but I never knew that we were poor I never knew that we were poor because we were always provided with food we were always provided with opportunities we had a mother and a father we had um a great times with our cousins we had a great family dynamic and we always had the best memories. We had the best memories in that house. We were content, we were happy. Wealth, I truly believe the difference between rich, being rich and being wealthy is that being rich is truly just materialistic. It's just truly temporary. But then being wealthy is spiritually being content, spiritually having the blessings. It doesn't mean that you can't go out and you can't hope to be comfortable in life. That you can't hope to give your kids and your family all the desires. And God tells us he will give us the desires of our heart. But we must first dwell in him. Delight ourselves in the Lord before expecting him to give the desires of our heart. We can't just be like, okay, God, I want a $2 million house. Uh, I want a farm. Like this is like my dream. I want a ranch. I want to have horses, chickens. I want goats. I want to be able to have a happy God, um, Christ-centered family. I want to have, you know, just the opportunity to give my parents anything that they want because they provided me with so much. And I want all these things, Lord. You know, these are the de desires of my heart. I want to go and pursue my dreams as a performer. But I must first delight myself in him. And that means to just... Take the time now and set away time for him to truly dwell in his presence. If we're just so consumed with thinking, okay, God, I got to get this done. So I'm going to go and work on this, but I'll, I'll make time for you later. I promise. God is going to be the one to present us with that blessing. God should come first and then he will provide you. Right? Like it's just, 
I feel like that's something I was hit with today. So, um, we talked about what content was. Content was our message today in church. And the Miriam um, 1828 dictionary definition of content is to rest um, in the quiet or rest or quietness of the mind in the present condition. So in the pre in the current time you're in, pre present condition that you are in, you have rest. You are rested. Your mind is not moving. Your mind is not going crazy. You're like, okay, this is the life. I think I like this little life. Psalm 37 3 and 5. So if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. I'll read Psalm 37, 3 and 5 for you. And it says, or 3 through 5, sorry. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy the safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. So this is what I was talking about, delight ourselves in the Lord before asking him to give us the desires of our heart. It says, it's not saying that he will give you the desires of your heart and then delight in the Lord. You should delight in the Lord anyway. But it says, delight, trust, do good. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Genuinely, when you start following God, you start wanting wanting to do all of these things you start wanting to spend more time with him you start wanting to give back to people but if we're constantly just the if we're just following god for the blessings that he's going to present us is that a real genuine relationship or is that kind of just using god because we know what he can provide god can provide great things but I can't just expect those to happen for me if I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. So um, a biblical story of this that we talked about today as well was the story of King Solomon. Um, when King Solomon first became king, God asked him, he's like, you could have anything you want. What do you want? And I will grant it for you. And just think, if somebody came up to you, okay, like Oprah came up to you and she's like, I will buy you whatever you want. I will give you whatever you want. Now think God telling you that. So now you really know you could literally have anything in the entire universe. And God is like, what do you want? And I will grant it for you. And King Solomon, out of all the things he could have asked for, he could have asked for fame. He could have asked for, um, riches he could have asked for you know people to like him he could have asked for any of these things right he's a fresh king he could ask for anything and he asked god he's like can you grant me wisdom can you give me wisdom so i can lead my people to you so i can teach people about you and and lead them in the in a good way so that i can be a good leader and instead of him asking and praying for riches and materialistic things. Instead of being selfish, he was so humble and asked God to grant him with wisdom. And he was blessed with riches. He was blessed beyond measure. He had everything that any of us would have asked for first. 
But because he was granted wisdom, he went and he spoke and he really did speak the truth of God. God used him in such a wonderful way. But again, would that be your first choice? And I think for me now, yes, I would definitely ask God, like, God, please grant me. I, I would probably say, say patience. I think patience would be one thing that I ask him for now. But asking for wisdom and I when we talked about that, I literally was about to start crying because when Leslie prayed over me today, she prayed for me to have wisdom. She didn't pray for me to, you know, get all the financial things covered out. She didn't pray for me to go and get into any of the schools that I had auditioned for. She prayed for me to have wisdom in the Lord, to really dig deep with him and reassuring me that God is using me for a greater purpose. I just, I just think that that, that connection happening right back to back is not a coincidence. It's literally God and it's God proving himself time and time again that he's working in our lives. And I think the more I've gotten, um, closer to him and the more that I've learned about God I see the connections even in the little things of life and I think it's it's really really cool it's really cool to see God working in like the way that he's meant to be um so if you can turn with me to Matthew 6 we're gonna read just verses 25 and 26 and it says we're just going to talk about worry because it's really easy to worry and it's really easy to want to take control of our own lives. Um, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will or what you will wear is not life more than food and body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more value than they? So if this doesn't make sense to you, because I'm like, oh, God, this is good. But if this doesn't make sense to you, let me break it down. I'm actually going to go backwards, 26 to 25. That's okay. 26 is talking about God created the birds, right? But the birds... You know, they, they kind of just go, they just fly, they fly, and they don't find food and then store, like, months worth of food because they're afraid that they're not going to have food the next day. They're just like, okay, I'll, like, genuinely, they just fly around, they find food, they eat it, and then they go and con they're content because God provides them with food. God provides them with everything that they need to survive. Are you not of more value than a bird? Is what he's asking. Are you not of more value than they are? So then when it's like in verse 25, he's telling us, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. And I think it's so easy for us, especially in our current culture and society to focus a lot on, okay, what am I going to wear today? Because I can't be looking like crazy. And obviously in cer certain circumstances, it's going to be different. But if you're so consumed and your peace up here in your mind and your soul is being compromised by the fact of what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, over what, what you know is true is that God is going to provide for you no matter what. So 
instead of being like that wealthy business or not wealthy that rich businessman that we talked about earlier who's constantly hustling who is constantly working because he's afraid that he's you know that one thing's going to be taken away from you so quickly that doesn't mean you can't work hard it just means don't worry about the things that god has already told you that he has life is going to come at you and it's going to hit you no matter what even if you have a good job, even if you have a stable life, even if you are working hard, those things can still be taken away from you. Look at the story of Job. Job was a hard worker. He had a farm. He had a family. He had literally everything. He was happy and he was content. And all of that was taken away from him. But he did not stop believing in God. When people mocked him, he did not stop believing in God. He believed even more because he had seen what God had brought him out of. He had seen the miracles that God presents and because he was conflicted with all of these other things that were taken away from him that didn't mean that he stopped believing it means that he put even more trust in the worries that he had he gave that to God he gave it to God and all of these things at the end of the day all of these materialistic things that we have our house our clothes our um our cars, our um, businesses, all that's taken away. We don't get to take that with us to heaven. But what we take is the soul that we created. So is your soul right now going to be accepted by God? Does God know who you are? Does he know who you are? Or does he have no idea? Right? So when we're trying to be in that hustler mentality, realize that it leads to a lack of peace and a lack of content. Um, at the end of the day, are we more worried about what others think about us instead of being worried about what God views us as? Um, I think I just want to end this, um, episode thinking about, or this week, just kind of apply the, um, the idea of integrity to your week. Like, are we doing what's right when nobody's watching? Are we just going and doing good things for the church? Good, going and doing good things for people with the expectation that God's just going to give us things? Are we just doing good deeds because we expect something in return? Or are you doing what's right even when the door is closed? Are you doing what's right even when nobody is watching? And then that's going to determine if God can trust you with a bigger blessing. Because if you're doing what's good when nobody else sees you, when you're praising when nobody else sees you, when you're reading your Bible, when you are growing your relationship with God, when nobody else is there except for just you too, that's when God is going to start giving you more. He's going to show, start showing that he trusts you as well. Because we have to earn trust. And we can't earn trust with somebody that we're not even talking to daily. So as I'm also going to be working on this, I ask that you work on that as well this week. And um, we're just gonna close out today in a prayer, um, a prayer about content and peace. I feel like peace and being content really go hand in hand. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for allowing my brother or my sister to be listening to this episode, Lord. I pray that you protect them, that you grant their minds 
with peace today, Lord, that as they walk throughout their week, that you are granting them knowing that they are okay, that the things that they are stressed or overwhelmed about, Lord, I pray that you take care of that in Jesus' name. I pray that as they they cry out to you or that they plead asking you to help them as they give you their worries, Lord, I ask that you immediately answer their prayers, God. I ask that my brother and my sister, that they have a new profound urge to learn about you, to grow their relationship with you, God. And I ask you that this week that they are content and knowing that you are going to provide, that the things that they were stressed about are no longer God. And I pray that the doubts that the devil has put in their mind are washed away in Jesus name. So as they listen, as they go throughout their week, that they find new ways to praise you, that they find new ways to thank you. And in Jesus name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay. You guys have a great West. Uh, not West. Have a great rest of your week. And I will see you next Sunday.